You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Congratulations. You you vanquished Brent Cron. I, um, I'm excited for my poem. Yeah. I'm excited that Brent Cron's going to have to craft a poem. For I'm. Me. That's what makes me happy is that it's Brent Cron crafting it. It's going to yeah. be beautiful. It will I'm be. I'm going to hang it up in my house. Um, Derek Wills at the bottom of the hour, the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960, still taking your text messages. We got a ton. That Flames win last night in Vegas was larger than blank. Blank. And help us out to maybe uh, limit your hangover in the morning for... St. Patty's Day. What what's some of the things you do before you go to bed tonight? Nine sixty nine sixty. Yeah. 960, yeah. Uh, water up. Yep. Um, our next guest, um, co-host Real Kipper and Born over on Sportsnet five ninety. The fans, Stanley Cup champion on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Nick Kiprios. Kipper, how are you? Larger than life itself, I think. Yeah. What do you think? That was a, that was <laughs> yeah that was a massive massive win. I, we just talked to Brent Cron. He was in studio, Kipper. When you're fighting for a playoff spot. How aware are the guys on the bench on the out of town scoreboard? Oh, they they should they should take those score clocks down. <laughs> they should not <laughs> they should not be anywhere within the sights of the players. That's all you do. Uh, honestly, uh you you have your shift, you come back and you're like you can't help but uh take a peek at uh, wherever it is and you know, I I mean, uh I don't know I haven't focused enough on the new buildings to know exactly where they are, but in the old days, um, they were they were prominent. You know, they were right there in the corner, and uh, yeah, at this time of year, without a doubt, it's like, unfortunately, uh, you know, your fate's not in your own hands here; it's in others, and that's why uh, the tendency is to take those eyeballs <laughs> when you're not on the ice, right to the score uh, scoreboard. Um. Flames uh, never won in Vegas before last night. 0-8 before last night's big 7-2 win. Was there ever a barn that you played in, maybe in junior or in the NHL, that you just thought, oh, man, here's another L tonight? Yeah, well, we had that issue in 94, guys, uh, with the New York Rangers, and we had a great season. We were President's uh, Trophy champions eventually, but, you know, the the dragon was the New York Islanders. And I think it was February or March we went in there and uh, still couldn't win in there uh, over the last few years. And that was even well before I got there with the Rangers. And, uh, you know, that was that was the, the dragon that uh, that you needed to, to slay even uh, before you got into a conference final or uh, the Stanley Cup final against Vancouver. Um, I, I just remember knowing that it really didn't matter what you were doing before that. This was a, a building that you have to come in and win when you have to. And that's the trick in the playoffs is, is winning when you have to. Uh, and certainly I think for Calgary, you know, to go to this final push on a building that hasn't been very friendly in a season where goals have been very hard to come by, to go in there and do that last night in itself was impressive. Seven goals, come on, in, in a place where you, you, you can't win. I mean, that's, maybe that's something that uh, sets them up for, uh, for uh, the last uh, three weeks, three and a half weeks. Uh, was the old Coliseum in Uniondale, was that the grossest NHL rink you played in? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> until I saw the mullet, Rena. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know what? It was it was tough. It was always tough. And, you know, the Ranger fans, they follow you everywhere. Um, but you had a real sense in that building that uh, an Islander-Ranger game was something special and very emotional and very good chance there'll be more fights in the stands than there were ever on the ice. Uh, but uh, great memories. Uh, we saw Troy Stetcher standing up for himself yesterday, and it's not necessarily a huge thing, but when you're in these playoff races and you're absolutely fighting tooth and nail, what do you think it means when there's a guy who you know just joins the team via trade, last-minute deal, and, and he's out there fighting and scrapping and showing that you know he's as much in this fight as everybody else? You know what? I absolutely loved it when I watched it. And <laughs> listen, there are fights, and you can watch a guy. And you know, if we even go back years ago, uh, you know, a George LaRock fight when he was miked, and it's like, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? How's the family? Kids good? Okay. Are we gonna do this? Yeah, let's do this. That to me is just like the worst. And then you got Stetcher last night, who's all in and fights with every ounce of his body right it's so emotional for him it meant something he was not fighting uh you know just vegas last night he was fighting for his season he was fighting to not quit he was fighting for 19 other guys to say you know what we still have life that was a very passionate fight last night by stetcher and uh i I thought it had a lot to do with the type of energy that they had and, and and the fight that's still in them. Uh, to me, he he uh, he kind of symbolized what uh, what Calgary wants to do uh, in in the next three weeks. It's been fun to watch him as well. It's been fun to watch Jacob Markstrom battle between the pipes. Um, when you got a guy who kind of all of a sudden gets hot between the pipes, how aware are you as a team that? Hey, this guy is cooking right now. What can we do to keep this going? Yeah, it. it it changes everything about your team and the way you conduct yourself. And at the end of the day, uh, as a skater, you knew that you can do a lot of things out there, but if you don't have a guy to stop a puck when he's supposed to, or come up with a save that, you know, should go in, but it doesn't, it changes the way you feel. It changes the way that you have this, uh, this energy to go do things uh, that you wouldn't necessarily do before because maybe you were a little bit more reserved, you were more co- uh, conscientious that one mistake could end the game for you. Like when you start playing with that, even if we make a mistake, our goaltender is going to be there to cover up. It it changes the energy of uh, of your hockey club. And I think if Markstrom can get that going on a consistent basis here, you're going to see a much different uh, feel off the Calgary Flames. Nick Kiprios, co-host of Real Kipper and Born over on Sportsnet 590 Defense, Stanley Cup champion on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Um, something we've talked about, Kipper, this morning, kind of eye-popping. Uh, Adam Rzicka played 10 more seconds than Nazem Kadri last night, who's kind of fighting it lately. Um, you think this is a case where he's a Stanley Cup champion, big part of the avalanche last season, has had a ton of success since leaving the Maple Leafs, was a great Maple Leaf. Is he just fighting it right now, maybe pressing too hard for his new team? Well, there's always that 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 case for sure. And, you know, like a lot of guys, you, you got a career year where you got some huge numbers and the timing's great. And now you're in a position to get a new contract. And 
yeah, all of that. It, it's hard to live up to that uh, for sure. And where is Kadri, you know, compared to where he was last year? You know, at the end of the day, is he a 90 or 100 point type of guy? Or is he, you know, a guy that can go 65, 75 points on a season? And there's no question that uh, that he's a gamer. And he's a guy that you, you can just know that at the end of the day, he's going to give you everything you have and, and have that emotion and that passion and maybe get under the skin of uh, an opponent. But, you know, he, he'll never be, I think, seen over his career as a, as a top centerman or a guy that uh, is a centerpiece around your hockey club. And that's, you know, that's, that's okay. That's all right. And and sometimes those guys still make six or seven million dollars a year. So it's just a matter of managing expectations on Kadri on certain nights. And I think Daryl knows that. And there's some nights that he or you're like, hey, Kads is going. He's going to play 18, 20 minutes tonight. And then there's others like probably last night where I don't know what he ended up with under 13 minutes. So. I yep. mean, that's, that's, that's just the way it is, but you know, it's not on Kadri, you know, it's not on Lindholm. I mean, they're good players. Are they, are they guys that can carry? Are they guys that can carry the clout? Like that usually a, a McDavid does a McKinnon does absolutely not. They are totally by committee, this Calgary flames team. And uh, at least it showed for, for last night that, the, the committee can win. Um, Kipper, what's more likely to happen here down the stretch here? The Flames get red hot and play themselves into the playoffs, or maybe the Jets kind of fall back and, and blow this thing and the Flames sneak in? Well, I, you know, you're just you're just at the mercy of watching every night here, and I, I think Saturday there's a 2 p.m. game, Winnipeg and and, and the Preds. And you're like, you know, pick your poison. Nashville's just one point behind Calgary. It's so hard, guys. It's it's hard to be in this position with a dozen games to go and, and pick every night who's going to win, who you want to lose, uh, how many three-point games can uh, we watch our opponents, uh, uh, you know, avoid. And it's, it's tricky, but, you know, you just – you live – night by night, game by by game for, for the rest of the way. And, you know, you don't look any further than this weekend. Nick, uh, Jordan Bennington got handed a two-game suspension. Um, what did you make of the play, and, and is he ever going to get his scrap? Yeah, it's I don't know. I'm getting a little tired of it personally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, he didn't get his team in the playoffs he didn't have a great year. He's paid to to win Stanley Cups, you know. He's, and I just think it's uh, too much attention on on Jordan. And I don't know. He just kind of made a spectacle of himself last night. And I don't think that's it's great attention for for a guy in a in a team that underachieved this year. Um, but you, you kind of know that someone's going to just say, okay, I'm tired of this. And, and, you know, eventually I think he's going to get his clean, uh, his clock cleaned at at some point if he keeps pushing the envelope here. Um, But, you know, I mean, geez, that that type of look was like 
like every other night, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you want to go back even further than that, it's just the game's been cleaned up so much, guys, that, uh, you know, when something like that happens, it draws way more attention. But I didn't think it was horrible. And I'm not, I'm not sure at the end of the day it's worth two, even two-game suspension. But, hey, this is the new NHL, so, uh, you know, roll with it. If I'm giving you even odds, are you taking Mark Andre Fleury or Jordan Bennington? <laughs> oh man, this is like the ultimate lightweight uh, division, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we got I, Mitch Marner against Matthew yeah. Phillips up next. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a I got a kick out of hearing um, Mark Andre yeah. uh, mic'd <laughs> up and uh, and you know thinking about the crowd and his hair the and all hair. of that. So we're, we're truly in the, the entertainment. The first thing I thought of was, you know, for a split second, the NHL's turning into WWE here. Where's the managers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cutting a promo. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. Um, we, I asked Corey Sarge about this. I want to ask you, Kipper. Um, who is the, uh, the fakest tough guy goalie you played against or with? Oh, the fakest? Yeah, fake tough guy. Because Jordan <laughs> Bennington, definitely fake yeah. tough guy. Like, he's got a lot of fake tough guy vibes to him. Yeah, well, uh, Glenn Healy used to, like, swing the, <laughs> the, the goal stick like uh, he yeah. was Jason in, a, in a Halloween. <laughs> and then and then he'd be the, he'd be, he'd, he'd, you know, skirmy off like a scared kitty cat, you know, uh, under a car. <laughs> so... Um, that's, that's the one that's on top of my head. Uh, but I was, I, I played in the flyers leaf game, uh, that, uh, that saw Felix Podvan just yes. kick the crap out of Hextall, which is, uh, notoriously known on, uh, on YouTube now. And Sean Burke was always the real deal too, for me, uh, mm. had played with him in, in Hartford and, uh, man, he, he had a little bit of a screw loose. I liked him a lot. Um, uh, Patrick Waugh, obviously one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. Um, in his fighting career, maybe not that decorated as he got filled in by both Mike Vernon and Chris Osgood is in career. Why did Patrick Waugh, A, try to always score a goal, and B, want to fight? Like, the guy was already great enough. Like, just stay in the net and do the butterfly. Yeah, it was interesting. Marc-Andre Fleur, I think it was Alan Walsh that tweeted something like, you know, when he was younger, he's like, uh, I want to go to the NHL. I want to score a goal. Uh, get into a fight and win the Stanley Cup. So maybe that was off of Patrick, you know, uh, <laughs> growing up watching him. Uh, but they should just stick to winning Stanley Cups. That's uh, my advice to both of them. Um, wanted to ask you real quick, uh, Kipper. Obviously, uh, the Leafs staring at a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning first-round matchup. Lightning have kind of struggled, but they have been better here lately. How concerned are people in Toronto over the goaltending situation? Well, Samsonov's had a good season, guys, and it's not it's not overly concerning right now, to be honest with you. I think that uh, as f- the only concern is is that you know that day old argument now we're hearing with many teams is that uh, you know we've got a goalie that's never done it before; he's unproven. Uh, it's not that they think that Samsonov isn't capable; it's just now, okay, can he? Can he get it done between the ears? And you know, does he have does he have the mental toughness now to carry a hockey club? So I, I think they're they're fine with that, uh, Lee fans. 
and they're willing to give him a chance. Now there's still 15 games to go, and they don't want to see any hiccups to make them nervous like any other hockey club at this point. Um, but that's the era that we're in, and Kemper really started that last year with Colorado, mm. where it's like, just just make the saves that you're supposed to make, and we'll be fine. And I think that's the attitude of Leaf fans going into this spring against are, Tampa Bay. Are you team 11-7 and seven or team 12-6 and six as far as forward and defense? Yeah, yeah definitely 12-6. Uh, and six. Uh, I, I just don't... I, I, I think it just it's a disruptor on on uh on flow and on what players are used to. So, we'll see how it goes. They've got Gustafson that they traded for late to the Leafs. They like him a lot. They want to find ways to fit him in. Um but it also puts a lot more pressure on the forwards, particularly Matthews and Marner, who Marner played uh 30 minutes the other night. And I'm not sure that's a really good look 15 games before you got to go uh, try to beat Tampa Bay, uh, taking your best player and maybe wearing them down a little bit here. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but uh, definitely on the 12 6 team. Why do you think Tampa can kind of jump to 11 and 7 so quickly and, and almost so easily? To me, it's probably because the core's been together and they've all played together at some point, but do you see anything there? Well, I think at, at the end of the day, you know, t- six, six defense or seven defense uh, is probably less of a burden on Tampa Bay than it is on, on Toronto because, you know, Hedman's always the kingpin there. Yeah. And, you know, once you got him at the, at the top of the heap, uh, guys will just come in behind him. The problem in Toronto is that Morgan Riley hasn't been the kingpin here. Uh, all season long, and he has struggled. And now you're left with a bunch of guys, uh, you know, searching. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a big issue on on who Hedman's playing with every night. He's still going to be great, uh, but it has been an issue with Toronto and Morgan Riley. And then it's uh, bingo bango balls on the bench. Who's playing with who every night? So I think it's a, a different core, but. You know, ultimately, it's the experience and then knowing your players. And John Cooper has a better feel for that today than, than Sheldon Keefe does with the Leafs. Nick Brios, co-host of Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, the fan Stanley Cup champion. Kipper, always fun. Thanks for this, pal. Hey, guys. Anytime. Uh, Thanks, there's, Nick. there's Kipper on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Straight ahead, the voice of the Calgary Flames, Derek Wills, would join us. Massive, huge, enormous 7-2 win for the Calgary Flames last night in Vegas. Just three points back of a playoff spot now as we wake up this morning on St. Paddy's Day. That win last night was larger than blank, 960-960. Also, give us your preemptive hangover cure before you go to bed. What's maybe some of the things you do to maybe limit that hangover in the morning? 960-960, name and location. And we got to ask Derek about the Jets' newest addition, because, of course, he's playing in his Dolphins division. Is uh, They got Alan Lazard today. Yeah. Boom. They don't have Aaron Rodgers yet. But, I also but wanna, hey, they hey, got Alan Lazard. Maybe uh, get uh, Derek's thoughts on Jalen Ramsey, too. Uh, who was acquired by the Dolphins, and I like that deal. Sprinkle a little NFL. Zayvon Howard, uh, Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. 
Pretty damn good if you're the fish. Waddle and Hill on the offense. Pretty good. Pretty damn good if you're the fish. Too bad they have Tua. Um, it's oh. the big show. Ayo. Got him. It's the big show. Russ and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's St. Patrick's Day. It gets thin. Like this, Alex has never heard of this song, Breathless by the Coors, Irish band. Turn it up a little bit, Alex. Hey, this is feel-good music on a feel-good Friday. What is it? St. This? Patrick's Day? It's the Coors, Breathless. A oh. big hit in the 90s. Yeah, or great. early 2000s. Sure. Around there. I don't think early 2000s. Um, big hit. Flames win 7-2. It's Friday. It's St. Patrick's Day. The weather's getting warmer. Lots of things to be positive <laughs> about yeah, today. bro. I love it. Uh, we're going to wrap up. Roughnecks uh, game tonight. Roughnecks game today. We're going down there. Um, My lots, first one of the season. I can't wait. Uh, lots to uh, to get to on the text line, too. Can I have a malt? Last night's... Um, me, too. Last night's win <laughs> was larger than blank for the Flames in Vegas. That win for the Flames last night in Vegas was larger than blank. 960, 960. Also, uh, Alex Brody wants your um, avoid the hangover tips before bed. 960, 960. There's a couple good ones here. Can I read my favorite one that just came in real fast? Yes. Eugene and Okotoks drink minimum 500 milliliters of water. Take three Tylenol. Set the alarm for the correct time. No snooze button. Jump out of bed telling yourself how awesome you feel. Listen to Thunderstruck in the shower and never look back. I like like that. (laughs) That's only not only for hangovers, but just life in general. <laughs> this guy lives life at 100%. Yeah, I need I like Brian that. Johnson every morning screaming yeah. in my ears. <laughs> Damn right. I'm going to start doing that while Haley's still asleep. You should. You be <laughs> 4 a.m. Yeah. Again, uh, growing up, going to Niagara Falls Thunder games in the mm. OHL, yeah. they loved the Thunder. That was their goal song. You ever play uh, Chunderstruck? No. Chunderstruck's a game where you and your friends stand in a circle at a party. Uh-huh. And uh, you play this the song isn't like junior hockey in a circle. Is no, it? no, no, no. Okay. Pl- stop. You play the song Thunderstruck by ACDC. And every time he says thunder, the next person starts chugging and it switches. So thunder, next person, thunder. next. And there's three long solos. Mm. So it's a little bit of a Russian roulette type of game. I see. Lots of fun. Uh, you could also play um, Roxanne. Every time he says Roxanne or put it on the red light, yeah. you, you take a drink. Same deal. And then you're pretty much annihilated by Except the end of the song. Thunderstruck is like a better song. Yeah, well, debatable. Uh, what's Listen, not Roxanne's debatable, good, but... What's not debatable on, is um, Derek Wills is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Enormous win last night uh, for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Derek, good morning. Um, thanks for joining us. Wanted to do this first. Um, your initial thoughts when you saw Jalen Ramsey get traded to your beloved Miami Dolphins? Excited. It's been a good offseason for them. They pick up Tua's fifth-year option, which uh, I'm super excited about. Uh, bring in Jalen Ramsey, and if uh, Xavier Howard is healthy next year, it gives them a really good one-two punch at corner. Uh, like their safeties when healthy, like their defense, mm-hmm. they could probably use another offensive lineman and mm-hmm. uh, a tight end who can actually block, unlike Mike Gusecki, who can just catch. Uh, Signed with the Patriots this morning? Sorry? Gusecki signed with the Patriots this morning? Oh, did he? He did. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, all the best. Uh, 
Life with Mac Jones should be uh, should no. be fun for you. Mm. I mean, interesting division. I think the biggest offseason acquisition has been Vic Fangio as a DC in Miami. Yeah, huge. I, huge. That, I mean, I think it's enormous. Uh, yeah, now that uh, most of Brian Flores' coaching staff is gone, uh, I do like the Dolphins' chances a lot better. Um, Derek, we had Brent Cron in studio, and uh, Maddie asked him the Sorry question. Sorry about that. No, well, he was he was he was good. He was great. Yeah, he lost our uh, Irish related uh, NHL quiz. To now Maddie. he has to write me a poem. He has to write Maddie a poem because that was the <laughs> bet. So we're looking forward to that. Haiku. Yeah, may, maybe maybe a limerick. We left it open to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, as we get further into poem bets, we're gonna probably have to niche it up a little bit. But yeah. for now, open open up uh, yeah. concept. We we are absolutely looking forward to that. Um, that Coleman goal last night when the Golden Knights tied it, and then a buck twenty three later, Coleman scores. Um, was that the biggest goal of the Flame season so far? I think so because. I don't know what you guys were thinking, but when the Flames let that two nothing lead slip through their fingers, I thought, okay, here we go again. And we've watched that movie before, way too many times. But the way they responded to giving up that two nothing lead was all you could ask for. And you know, Blake Coleman's been a clutch player for them, and he gets two last night. And I think you could argue that was the biggest goal that a member of the Flames has scored this season. They had to have that game. And I know it was a game against uh, the Pacific Division and Western Conference leading Golden Knights, and I have that as a scheduled loss this week. But I also had Tuesday's game against the Lowly Coyotes as a scheduled win. Now, I say the Lowly Coyotes. They're on a, what, seven-game point streak now, so they're playing some pretty good hockey and upsetting a lot of teams that are ahead of them in the standings. But Flames had to have that game. Didn't get two points, only got one. So they needed to do something with last night's game against the team above them in the standings. And for the first time in nine tries in six seasons since the Golden Knights came into the National Hockey League, the Flames win at T-Mobile Arena. So they'll be feeling really good about that. They finally get some help on the out-of-town scoreboard. The Jets lose, the Predators lose, and all of a the sudden they're into ninth and only <laughs> three points out of eighth mm -hmm. and still... 26 points left on the table, so uh, they certainly have made it interesting with uh, the fact that they've gone 4-1-1 in one of their last six and uh, picked up three of a possible four points in that road trip. Now, what they have to do is follow up a good game with another good game, which is something they've had trouble doing, uh, especially of late. Now, what was your initial reaction when you saw the new lines, and how did that change over the course of the <laughs> game to uh, the post-game show? Well, I wasn't surprised to see new lines. As a matter of fact, if you guys listened to Flames Talk on Wednesday, I was calling for new lines. First and foremost, I wanted to see them split up Nazem Kadri and Jonathan Huberto. They gave those guys a fairly long leash together, and it just, in my opinion, wasn't working. Two good players who just didn't seem to have a lot of chemistry playing together, at least five on five. So I was happy to see them split those two guys up just to, to give them a different look. But when I was driving in and I heard Pat Steinberg read the new line combinations, uh, I, I did text him and say, what's with the third and fourth lines? <laughs> I don't know if you guys had the same reaction that I did, but you know the first and second lines made some sense. The third and fourth lines didn't make a lot of sense to me before the game, and I would argue still don't make a lot of sense to me after the game. And I know the Flames won 7-2, yeah. and I think what Daryl Sutter was trying to do is spark the team. And for one night, and maybe for one night only, it worked. 
they beat the best team in their division and in their conference and the standings at least, 7-2. to And they got their first win at T-Mobile Arena and picked up two very important points. But playing Nazem Kadri between Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis, I don't see as a, a long-term fit. And playing Dylan Dubé on the fourth line again isn't something that I love or even like. Um... I thought Adam Rzitska was actually pretty good in his return to the lineup. First time he had played since, I believe, February 20th. And Nick Ritchie has now taken four bad penalties in four games as a member of the Flames. So uh, for Daryl Sutter, who hates when his team takes bad penalties, I do wonder if that could uh, lead to him being out of the lineup again. Uh, I don't have an issue with the line of Lintone between Mangiapane and Toffoli. How could you? They had seven points and were plus 12 last night. And... Uh, I was open to seeing Backlund with Huberto and Coleman. You want to keep Backlund and Coleman together, and they're mm-hmm. trying to get Huberto going. I didn't think he had a great game last night, but small sample size, so I wouldn't hate if they left that line together. But as far as the Kadri-Lucic-Lewis line and the rajitska richie Dubé line, uh, even though they're coming off a 7-2 win, and they might leave the lines together tomorrow night for that game against the Stars, uh, I'd like to see two new combinations there. How about you guys? Yeah, I... I think Peltier maybe not that he earned his spot in the press box, but he can't make that mistake in overtime against the Coyotes. That was just a bad play, and he owned it. And Eric Francis talked about it during the intermission. But honestly, uh, Derek, he hasn't been producing either. Like he's he's been giving plenty of opportunity in the top six to put the puck in the net, and he just hasn't been able to do that. And I was okay with him sitting last night. Uh, the Walker Dewar one was my, this big surprise to me because I love his speed, I love his size, and he has the ability to to, to put a, a really he has a really good shot that we saw in, in Arizona when he scored that goal. Walker Dewar was the big surprise to me, not so much Jacob Peltier sitting down. Yeah, you bring up a good point about the mistake that he made in overtime, but players make mistakes, and young players tend to make more mistakes than older players. But I'll say this about Jacob Peltier. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes for a young player. And yeah, he made a couple of mistakes in his last game, but uh, obviously the leash wasn't very long for Jacob Pelche. So I was surprised to see him come out. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him being given an opportunity to bounce back after making a couple of mistakes in the game against the Coyotes on Tuesday night. But you know, I understand what Daryl Sutter was doing there. Uh, don't like it, but understand it. I'm with you when it comes to Walker Dewar. I actually think that he's been arguably the best player on the Flames' fourth line. You know, he's, I wouldn't say young, because I would call him more inexperienced than young, but he's a guy who's got size, who can skate, who's physical, and who, for me, has brought a lot of energy to the team. And I would say the same thing about Jacob Pelci. I, I think ever since he was called up and started playing, he's energized the team. So it might be just a, a one-game type of thing. We'll have to wait and see what the lines look like at uh, the morning skate ahead of tomorrow's game against the Stars. But I would bring both Jacob Pelci and Walker Dewar back into the lineup. And if you want to leave the Lindholm and Backlund lines alone, here's what I would probably do. I would go Pelci with Kadri and Dubé, and then I would go probably, Rujit's got a good game, so I'll leave him in. You can put him on the left side, or you can put him at center on a line with Lewis and Dewar. How does that sound? Yeah, I just, uh, and again, big goal for Dubé last night. I know it was the seventh, but I think he really deserved that because he missed a couple 
a big time yeah. opportunities. And, and I thought that was really good for him just to get into the score sheet. But I don't know if I'm too bullish on putting Kadri and Pelche together. Both guys haven't scored in over 10 games. Like I, yeah, maybe one of them breaks through, but at this point you can't really afford to just hope you got to have guys who potentially can help you out now, because I don't think the flames can really afford not to have that punch. And thank goodness for Tyler Toffoli last night was incredible. I think Lindholm's really elevated his game lately here. I think Huberto has been a whipping boy in this city and honestly, deservedly so from the pedigree, the guy came in and the contract he signed, but I think he's been really good. I think 91 Derek really has to elevate his game here with yeah. 13 to go. Yeah. He's goalless in 13 games and they need more from him. And if you're not going to score goals and produce points, which they need him to, uh, that's one of the reasons why they brought him in then they need him to impact a game in some other way, shape, or form, in a positive way. And I would argue that he has really fallen off, and he hasn't done that often enough. And we know that he has the ability to do it. We saw it earlier in the season, but yeah, I don't know if uh, he's running out of gas after that uh, long playoff run, uh, winning a Stanley Cup as a member of the Avalanche last season, or what's going on with Nazem Kadri, but something looks off there. And last night, you know, he's put in a tough spot, but probably deserved to be moved down the lineup. Now, do I think playing him between Lucic and Lewis long-term is going to get him going? No. Now, short-term, I was hoping that would spark him last night and make him mad because he's one of those guys who uh, I believe is at his best when he's mad at something or someone. So he should be mad at himself probably, but if he wants to be mad at the coach for putting him on what I would call the third or fourth line, then great. Be mad at him. Just play like you're mad and channel that energy in a positive direction. But they definitely need more from him. And I would say they need more from Jonathan Huberto as well. I know he had an assist last night, but it was on a fairly meaningless goal late in the game. And I didn't think that he looked great in that game playing in a line with Backlund and Coleman. So we'll have to see what the lines look like tomorrow night. But I'm actually really anxious. Normally coming off of a win... Uh, I would just assume that they would stick with the same four-line combinations, but I'm not uh, going to go into the morning skate with that assumption tomorrow. I do think that there will be changes. I would be really surprised if one of or both of Jacob Pelche and Walker Dewar weren't back in the lineup. So that means that uh, at least one of the lines is going to change, and I suspect probably two or more will change. But again, we're just guessing. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what hmm. they do coming off a win. And it was a really... Great game for that new-look first line. And it was good to see Andrew Mangiovanni finally pick up a point. He snapped a 10-game pointless streak. Could have had uh, a couple of more points. Uh, Could have snapped his 11-game goalless streak as well last night. But, you know, he uh, had some energy. And you're right, Elias Lindholm has taken his game to another level. And Tyler Toffoli has been the Flames' most consistent. And I would argue their best forward all season long. So to see him... Add to his totals as the team leader in goals and points with two goals and four points last night. And to establish a new career high for points in a season with 13 games to go. That's, uh, that's a great reward for a guy who has been what the team hasn't been this season. Consistent. Now, when you look at the, the blue line... Over this last six games, they've gone 4-1-1, one, and, one, and and I think this is a hard question to answer, which in itself is probably a good thing for the team, but who has been the most impressive defenseman on the club over this little run of uh, good play for Calgary? 
For me, it's been Mackenzie Weger. Mm. I think he's been outstanding for the last three or four weeks and looks really good playing on the top pairing with Rasmus Anderson. And he's uh, a guy who I just think has elevated his game and the team has needed players to elevate their game down the stretch here, and, and he's done it. He's playing with a lot of pace. He's playing with a lot of edge. And I know that Nikita Zadorov led the team in hits for most of the season, but Mackenzie Weger now leads the team in hits. And that might surprise some people. But he's also been a lot more involved offensively. And uh, he put a couple points back on the board last night. And the way he's been helping the Flames break out of their zone. And when the time is right, uh, when he joins the rush or leads the rush into the uh, opponent zone, it's been really, really impressive. And again, what you need from individuals is consistency. Because if you have that from individual players, then you're going to get that from your team. And uh, we know that the Flames have been consistently inconsistent this season. And uh, I think most of the players have been as well. And, and those two things are obviously tied together. But over the last three or four weeks, Mackenzie Weger has been incredibly consistent. And I think playing his best hockey is a flame. So for me, it's him. Derek Wills is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet uh, 960. Derek, great stuff. Uh, we're all pumped up for tomorrow's game. Hopefully a big win, and we'll all have our eyes on that Jets and Predators game during the afternoon tomorrow, too. Thanks for this, pal. Oh, yeah. You know who has the hardest remaining strength of schedule in the NHL? The National Predators? Yep. Mm. But I feel like... I know they've got games in hand, but you got to win them. Yeah, and I think we're just more focused on the Jets. The other thing, too, here is that like the Jets have the tiebreaker. They have 29 regulation wins. The Flames have 25. The Predators also have 25. Mm. So you have a lot higher chance of winning the tiebreaker against the yeah. Predators than you do of the Jets. Long story short, you want the Jets to lose every single game that they can, and you want the Predators to only win the two games they have against the Jets. Right. Yeah, it's too bad they can't tie. Yeah. Like one point each. Yeah, but you definitely don't want Or to... like zero points each. <laughs> like they could yeah, just, yeah. just not yeah. play it. You definitely don't want a three-point game tomorrow, I think, either. No, they're, that's, they're both that's getting... for sure. That would be worst-case scenario, that's George. worst-case scenario. Worst-case scenario is a three-point game and the Predators win it. Yeah, that, that would be worst-case. Uh, thanks for this, Derek. Okay, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, there's Derek Wills, the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960 on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975, dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Take out or delivery at 403-248-3344. Got about six minutes to go in the week. It's been a good week. No, yeah, we've had some fun. Uh, you vanquished Brent Cron in an NHL-themed St. Paddy's Day quiz. Yeah, I get the championship belt. Um, I get a nice poem now. Mucho Big Show is straight ahead with our man Patrick Dumont. Patty, what do you got on the show today? Oh, Newkirk, uh, Stars radio host. Uh, talk about last night's loss to the Oilers and tee up tomorrow night's tilt with the Flames. Are you nice. going to sneak in an FC Dallas question? Oh, probably. Yeah, Ooh, you yeah. sneaky, sneaky Dumont. Play, play for FC Dallas. Hot FC Dallas talk. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, we've been asking you on the text line, 960-960. That Flames win in Vegas last night was larger than blank and um what are some of the things you do before bed to avoid a hangover the next day if you're going to get after it tonight for st patty's day 960 960 our sportsnet 960 the fan text reading robot texting mctexterson joins us how many we got uh patrick before we, got, we say goodbye we got 15 whoa yeah some are linked though they got they got two they got both the answers in them so okay yeah. l- let's fire some let's go let's, let's go, go. That Flames win last night was bigger than Brent Cron's goal against average. 
Too bad he's not here to listen to that. But again, an unnecessary shot to our friend Brent Cron. There was a shocking amount of texts that were yeah. hot shots of Brent Cron. Yeah. Like just open season on the poor guy. Yep. Yeah. Direct like he's not he's not one of those inflatable clowns you can punch and then he just gets right back up. He's not one of those people. Because that's how you guys treat him emotionally. But like eh, right. his goals against in the NHL is nine. Yep. Keep them coming, Texty. Eric in Calgary. Winning that game the way we did was bigger than breaking our losing streak at the Honda Center. Yeah. You know, the Ducks were kind of bad by the time that the streak was broken, and and neither team really had playoff aspirations. But at the same time, it was just like, oh, finally. Yeah. Finally beat the Ducks at the Honda Center. Great. And and both the games in Vegas by the Flames, the Flames have been the better team. They should have won Obviously, they hammered him last night, well, but they also should have won that overtime loss. Was it surprising that Michael Backlund had an outstanding game in Las Vegas after it was Eichel who baited him into that bad change in overtime for their last loss there? Right. I don't think that's it. Yeah. More from Texty. Wedley in Bridalwood. That Flames win was larger than being a guest on Brody on the Beat. My hangover cure. Eat during the day and night. Chase every two drinks with one water. That that's sound advice from our man, Wedley. It's important. Mix it in. Yep. Mix in a water or two. Because here's the thing. The St. Paddy's Day weekend usually turns into a bit of a marathon. It's not just the Friday. There's usually a little bit more to it. So you want to make sure that you're on your toes for tomorrow as well. What else we got? Jamie Texty? and Airdrie. That Flames win was larger than Brent Cron gently caressing a tuba while staring into George's eyes. <laughs> There's only one word that comes to mind, essential. Like, it would be... Yeah, it would be... Again, the tuba. It's a sexy instrument. Yeah, that's... Nathan the... from Calgary. Mm-hmm. The Flames win Vegas was bigger than my buddy Kevin's five hole. We called it a ten hole. I scored from all the way across the full-size gym on him. He also never caught a ball in his catcher. Double blocker action. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Like, on purpose? Yeah, yeah I, I think he just wants to... Block everything away. Ringette style. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. Uh, RIP to Kevin. Uh, getting just rang out on radio. Yeah. Dustin, well, Flames yeah. fan from Edmonton. The Flames win last night was larger than Peyton Manning's for it, and that's hard to beat. <laughs> also, good hangover prevention tip. For every drink or beer, have a glass of water. Works every time for me. There you go. But you're just running the you're running the washroom every time. Like that's oh, the only yeah. downside of that. And again, it's very responsible. And yes, Peyton Manning has a six head, not a forehead. Oh, yeah. That's a six finger forehead. Yeah. yeah you that's... can show like a drive in movie on that thing. Yeah. And yeah, you can break down film on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Herman from Parkland. That Flames victory was bigger than the shock people felt with who they took ninth overall in the draft of 2000 when they passed on Marion Hassa. You know what a Hassa is? <laughs> yeah. That's a deep cut. It is a deep cut. Somebody's still bitter about 2009 entry draft. 2000, 2000 draft. Who did the Flames take at ninth overall in the 2000 draft? Was it Brent? It was Brent. <laughs> Rafi in Penbrook. Yeah. The best way to avoid a hangover is to do whiskey and water. Delicious and keeps you hydrated. And that's the drink of grandma's too. Old yeah. fashions and whiskey and water. <laughs> yeah. Whiskey with water is, is good. Like that. I don't. I can't imagine how that would taste good. Yeah, but you also don't love straight whiskey, do you? Like, 
Well, I don't know. George may be a really good old fashioned, but that wouldn't count. That's not straight whiskey, but it pretty I feel much like is. Pretty much is. But. I feel like adding waters, it just. It's not for me. I don't like it. I understand why some people do. Maybe pinch a little lemon in there, but yeah, not for me. Yeah, Ryan Water is. Uh... I just don't love watered down rye. Like, if you're going to give me a nice bourbon, I'll drink it with like an ice cube or two, but mm-hmm. I don't want to water it. You down. drink it for the taste. All right, let's get to two more before we say goodbye. Terry from Tabor. Boys, the only cure for a hangover is to drink a glass of pickle juice before oh, you man. go to bed. Works miracles. Doesn't I, need to be a glass. It just needs to be an ounce or two. I don't know how you can choke that down if you're like, if you got the spins and you're trying to choke down a glass of pickle juice. Have you ever done a pickle back? No, what's, what's a pickle back? It's uh, a Jameson shot. Okay. It, oh, yes, yes, yeah. And the Chaser's pickle juice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I've, yeah. I've served that. I've never done it. It's it's actually quite good. Really? I was also a skeptic, mm. but I am also now a believer. One more before we say goodbye. KP in Okotoks, chug water and multivitamin before bed. Advil in the AM. There's a lot of multivitamin text yep. that I'm seeing here. A Smart. lot of B12. Take your vi- multivitamins before bed and wake up all right. Smart. You writing all this down, Alex? Absolutely. And are you going to do any of them? Absolutely not. No, no, no. I, I like the one I really like was the thunderstruck in the shower. I'll give that a go in the morning. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? I will take my multivitamin, multivitamin before bed. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to have fun at the Roughnecks game tonight. Uh, we're also, uh, we should have fun at the Flames game tomorrow night. Monstrous game against the Dallas Stars. Uh, we'll break that down for you on Monday. It's been lots of fun. Again, thanks for listening. Check out the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh, it's Amazon, lit. Spotify, Google, MySpace. Apple. Yeah. Rate and review, I guess. Wish. Sure. Um, it's on Wish. You, no, we're not there. Um, is it on ICQ? No, no, we're not on ICQ. What about MSM Messenger? Um, C-SPAN. Okay, what? I don't know. All right, uh, that's it for us. Um, you have a terrific weekend. Be safe tonight, okay? Have fun, but just be safe. St. Patty, be safe out there. And enjoy the luck of the Irish, eh? That's, that's a great way to end the week. Uh, we'll talk to you Monday. Bye. Bye.